This is the Casting Lots podcast, and you're listening to Casting Lots. We will not comply with the institution's sick illusion. No, it won't be televised. Welcome to the revolution. Televised government been telling lies. If you're not with us, you better step aside. Witnessing the genocide, everything is centralized. The food that we consume and they spraying it all with pesticides. Easily identify the sheep and the snake, the real and the fake. Giving us a reason to pray. I'ma make my own choices. A voice for the voiceless. They trying to destroy us, avoiding the poison. It's all pointless if you don't have a purpose. If you read the verses, you'll know who we versing. Government can tell you what your worth is. Look deeper than the surface. They don't even want you researching or asking questions. We all being tested. Shut your mouth, they can. The message wants you depressed on prescriptions that mess with your head got you stressed it's a present expression we will not comply with the institutions sick illusion no it won't be televised welcome to the revolution good evening everyone and thanks for joining us tonight Saturday, March 25th, 2023, and this is episode 11 of Casting Lots. So tonight we got to just kind of, we're going to go over current events, I think, and uh, just kind of wing it like we always do, right, Matt? Yeah. (laughs) This is Matt, like I always say, this is Matt's favorite night of the week, you know, he loves uh, coming in here and just talking and, you know, we spend a lot of our time, you know, just talking about different current events and conspiracy theories and you know, it's really awesome that we can have these kind of conversations. Sometimes good, sometimes not so good. <laughs> not so good, but it's always fun. So we're just thankful that we get to stand here and, and share with you guys. So speaking of being thankful, I'm going to just go ahead and open this in a quick word of prayer. So if you would, please just bow your heads. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for allowing us to gather once again in your name, Lord. Um we just ask that you be with us here tonight, Lord, and for those who will listen later on. Um, just be with us and guide us through this crazy world that we live in, Lord. Um, and please continue just to bless our nation, bless this world. Um, with all of the crazy that we've got going around us, Lord, sometimes we can get so caught up in it. But we just ask that you continue opening our eyes and giving us the discernment to to see what's real and what's not, Lord. Um, and for those that are suffering, Lord, uh, just please be with them tonight, whether it be a family member or just them, they themselves in pain. Um, just put your loving arms around them and protect them and heal them, Lord, if it be your will. Um, and just be with us tonight, Lord, as we, we do our podcast. And for those, again, who are listening or will listen later, um, just continue to bless them as well. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So thank you all who are joining us tonight. I see a lot of people here from Bards and even some new people. Um, So we're just going to, again, talk about current events that are going on. There's just 
so much crazy in the world and I think we all see it and um you know like my dad was just here and he left today um and we always call it breaking it down you know we're breaking down current events and and truly since he was here this past week I haven't really been on much I've just kind of been hanging out with my dad and and you know with the kids and and just having fun sometimes we need that we need to unplug and we just kind of step away a little bit because sometimes it really can be overwhelming and um you know it kind of takes away from the joy of things and I've spent a lot of time in my Bible lately and uh in our Bible study and you know just getting closer with God because especially during these times I feel that um we really need to lean into him even more so than we have before and um I've noticed just people around me just um you know, really coming closer to God and asking questions and, and even our church, you know, um, new faces at church all the time and, uh, new kids, we do a one on Sundays and there's just always new little faces that are there and everybody's seeking, you know, and, um, I think we all feel it, you know, we, we really do. We feel something inside, something is changing, um, with all these crazy events. Like how about California? The weather. The we- I mean, the weather, and then, what was it, Mississippi yesterday with the tornadoes? Yeah, and then, I mean, what, Los Angeles County had the, the most powerful hurricane they've had in the last 40 years. Where uh, was that? In and, California? Yeah, in California. They got, like, 12, their 12th atmospheric flood. Yeah. It was unprecedented, I guess, in international. And I heard that there was lightning that struck like in the same place three times in a row. Now, whether this is God or harp, uh, who really knows at this point, you know, I mean, it does say like in end times that there, you know, there's going to be all this crazy stuff going on. Um, But really, like you just see it everywhere, you know, Turkey, all the stuff that happened in Turkey. Um, But even here, what do they say? The last number I saw was like 23 had died from that tornado yesterday in Mississippi. And then a lot of people are missing from that. I saw some of the wreckage, and it's devastating. In Illinois, uh, we get tornadoes, not necessarily where we are, but tornadoes are common, especially like in um, later spring or or later summer. You know, we can get them. Um, But thankfully, thank the Lord, we've never, you know, had any, any real bad things like that. But just seeing some of this wreckage, and you think of all these people who, you know, are misplaced now, they have no homes, or they've lost somebody, it's, it's really, really sad. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a blow. Michigan, too, and Alabama, yeah, there's just been, like, this morning, so yesterday night, when we went to bed, we had some kind of, like, sleet, rain, I don't even know what it was. Snowing when your dad left. Well, yesterday, it was raining, or, or whatever, sleeting, and we had thunderstorms. And I could just hear the rain, like, hitting up against the house. And then, yes, this morning, we had snow. And then by this afternoon, when the sun was getting ready to go down, it was, like, 50 degrees and sunny. So I really, I don't know what's going on, but it's so crazy. Eileen said that was so sad. Watch the Storm Chasers video. Yeah, you know, I mean, what do you do in a situation like that? You know, um, in Illinois... Uh, we have basements, so, you know, that's where we always hunker down in, in the basement when tornadoes come. But, you know, what about those places that don't have basements? They always say, like, go in a room without windows, which is usually the bathroom. And, you know, back in the day, they would tell us, like, bring a mattress in the bathroom with you and 
and cover yourself? Or what if you've got four kids? You know, we're not all going to fit in one tub. Everybody get skinny. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody get skinny. Um, 13 to 14 inch snow in Appleton, Wisconsin. Wow. See, this is just so crazy. All the weather everywhere. It's just, what is going on? I don't know. What did you guys do in North Carolina when you were growing up? When you had, did you guys have tornadoes there? No. We had everything. Well, I know you had hurricanes. Yeah. Flooding. What did you guys do when there was bad weather? Stayed home. <laughs> you, I could not see your mom staying home during bad weather. Running to my grandma's house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then hunkering down. I was looking at my grandfather. We sit outside on the porch. That's how we are when we get really bad, like tornado sirens will be going off and I'll be out on the porch and the kids are like, Mom, get back inside. And like hurricanes, everything. We sit out there and then my grandma right now. Grandma, get inside. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love to see the weather. Like it's so amazing to me just to watch like the storm clouds. Uh when we first moved to um well, we lived in Chicago and when we moved from Chicago, we moved to the suburbs and we lived in a place um, called Plainfield, for those of you who may have heard of Plainfield, Illinois. Um, they had a really bad tornado. I think it was a 92 or 93. That was a couple years before we moved out there. And it was a really, really bad tornado. I think it was an F5 they had. And the high school, there was only one high school at the time. It tore half of the high school apart. Um, and I had friends who still remember that day, you know, where they were and and hearing the tornado come through and... Uh, it was just all farmland, a lot of cornfields and things like that. And um, I I remember people would say, like, if you stand right outside of the high school and the sun hits the building just right, you can see where the two different color bricks are. Um, but, you know, it's like weather. That's one thing we cannot, we, <laughs> us little people can't control, you know, the, the powers that be up there, they probably do. But it, it's incredible just to see what a tornado can do just in a matter of seconds, you yeah. know. Middle school or something, like they had that really bad hurricane that came through. So, like, that was one of the few times that my grandparents, everybody left except for my grandfather. <laughs> he stayed home. <laughs> he stayed home. He wanted to see what was going to happen. Like, if, uh, if I'm going to die, I'm going to come back and play type person. Um, but we went to a middle school, and I remember there was a bunch of kids there. Oh, there was a lot of people there, like, sleeping in the gym and everything. And uh, we At the high school? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We were just running up the down down the halls because all the lights were out and all the power was out and everything and they had emergency floodlights on. Mm -hmm. and then I remember like we were running back up and down and so the old lady kept telling us stop running stop running oh. she was yelling <laughs> at us and then like a tornado touched down like right beside the school and you heard it sound like a train coming through yeah, and it blew out the, uh, the back windows of the school so all you heard mm -hmm. was like a loud whistling and howling and like every, the ground was like rumbling like for a couple oh, of seconds man. and like <laughs> And then everything stopped. Everybody went like ran full speed. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> Gotta go. Uh, but yeah, outside there was oak trees, old oak trees that were like going alongside the school, and they were just ripped up. Yeah, uprooted right out. Yeah, nothing. Oh, there was yeah. cars all over the place. Nuts. That happened here a couple of years ago, um, where my mom lives. They yeah. they had a lot of trees that were uprooted, and you're talking old trees, like you know, fifty, sixty year old trees. These big, huge oak trees and um just uprooted and you you see all these roots landing where it's like could you imagine that storm just picking up this big old tree you know it, it's amazing truly what what weather can do and 
Uh, you know, you really wonder, like, how much of this is, is actual weather and how much of this is manipulated? Especially like all the, uh, the massive amounts of rain and, and the flooding road washes on, uh, washouts. And yeah, oh, yeah. Continuation of failed infrastructure. Yeah, it, where was it? Somewhere they were saying, California. They were talking about the dam. They said that they were going to just leave the dam there. Even though they needed the water in California, they were going to close the dam so the water wouldn't go where it needed to go. It's like you literally have been praying for rain for how long? You finally get the rain, and now you're going to close the dam and say, nope, can't have the water. You know, it's obvious they're just setting everybody up for failure. And speaking of, there was that, uh, what was it, that place in Pennsylvania. It was a, a chocolate, chocolate factory. Bakery. just exploded, you know? really want to have enough. Yeah, <laughs> Willy Wonka said we are done. We did not find that golden ticket. Sure, they got your chocolate factory right here. And there was yeah. like a mile of Oompa Loompas leaving the scene of the crime. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, it's like how many more um, food plants or, or farms or whatever are going to get torn down? Yeah, we have horrible takeover. Everything is nothing but yeah and they said a couple of people died in there and then like surrounding people had gone missing from probably the explosion or you know whatever but i mean how does that happen you know uh it's just one thing after another after another and going back to the mississippi thing i was looking to see you know bill gates owns so much farmland um across the united states and i was just looking to see and mississippi is one of the states where he owns a lot of farmland and i'm like wouldn't it just be something like Bill Gates to do, just, you know, create this wreckage so that he can go and buy up all this land for cheap, you know? It's like, oh, all this damage and everything here, we'll just buy it super cheap. It just really, really makes me wonder, like, what what is really going on? Like, obviously, there's a sinister plan here. Um, but these events, you know, like, this is only March, and people are, you know, these different areas are having all of this crazy weather that's not normal. And of course, they're going to say, well, it's global warming or what's the new green? What, what is their new, whatever they call it? I don't even know anymore. First, it was, you know, we're having an ice age and then it was, oh, we're global warming. And now it's just whatever. What do they call it? Now? Uh, Greta Thunberg. <laughs> Greta Thunberg. And she's another one. It's what like, a quack. It's, uh, you know, it's all right to have an opinion and be strong. Climate stance, change. Right? Thank you, Ryan. But like, don't, uh, don't, don't lump me climate bullshit no and it's crazy because we know like from vietnam they were able to control the weather you know weather warfare they called it right and and obviously they can do a lot more you know they're not showing us what they're capable of they'll show us 50 years from now what they can do you know um but they've come out and even said in places like india they do cloud seeding or weather control the weather when there's a drought and things like that so wouldn't it just be like our wonderful government to just be like, you know what, screw you guys, we're just going to ruin everything? I don't know, but like, you know, like the whole thing with China, whenever they were like, people were freaking out because they're like, oh, they got hypersonic missiles. And there was like a whole, there was like, even DOD, like generals were like all flustered up. Oh, we got something, we got you know, to gotta do something and raise the bell. Mm-hmm. But then there was people who are, have access to the back end. They were on podcasts and they didn't say anything incriminating, but like everybody's like, aren't, aren't you freaking out about this? And they're just like, no, why Why should we? Like, like we got stuff that's better than that. Like, and they're like, yeah, no, no, so and so was an expert, expert and said this is, this is something really critical. And they're like, uh, I'd like to see the president explain myself. 
So what do you think? Are we like at war? Is this weather warfare that's happening right now? Know. Or that's like uh, there was a I forgot what it is. It's some scientific uh, scale of measurement, like where it talks about the uh, I don't know if it's scientific or if it'll be uh, more like in the societal realm. But there was there was some some measure I think in, in uh, some scientists in Russia where they were talking about the levels of humanity. And their ability to control um, weather of a planet was like a, like the third tier of society, societal level, which where you would see society um, like harbor that power or be able to garnish that power from like a specific source and be able to control everything that's going on. So like if you want to spring all the time through that, um, you'd be able to go there. They're saying the volume's low. Is that better now? Don't do that. Don't do that. What now? Is that better? Hello. Oh. <laughs> now I feel like it's so loud. <laughs> Thank you for telling us that. See, that's what happens when I let Matt play with the microphone. He messed up the volume from the oh. show the other night. And... See, look what you did. I fixed it though. But you did, yes, you fixed it. Good job. <clears throat> oh. Really? You're gross. It's coffee. Blame it on the coffee. Anyways, yeah. Weather's crazy. But, but yeah, so um Richardson said, but seeding clouds for rain, wouldn't that decrease the rain for someone else? Uh oversaturation. So it's like a cloud is is a stationary object if there or whatever the hell you want to phrase it as. It's a it's a it's an entity up in the cloud, and they're just using it to to saturate it. So, in essence, like uh, putting seeds in a in, in the dirt. So, would that would that take like the, the moisture you, from somewhere else? It, you're you could properly displace it, but they're oversaturating there, so they're creating like a little atmosphere. So it'd be like having be like forcing a rain a rain shower over the desert. You know, it's gonna it's going to cause. It's not natural. I mean, no, for sure. It's I'm definitely... not saying it won't, it's not going to take the moisture away from something else, but you're already you're adding components there, so you're you're forcing more moisture into the ground, and you know it goes through the process of osmosis and all that other stuff, right. or, or leaking into like underground uh, water wells. And he said, perhaps the climate change we see is literally man-made thing. I believe it is. I think it's a way for them to control. It's a way for them to push their agendas, their new green deal. Things uh, like that, like a, you a, know. It's a trigger word. It's like, right. like back in the day, whenever like, uh, you know, they were used to smoking doors back in the forties and fifties, and no, hey, that's not a good thing. But how the ways to uh, 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 ways to sidestep rules and regulations. Right. I mean, well, like they would tell women it was okay to drink alcohol and to smoke, like it's not going to affect the baby. And then. In well, yeah, they put cocaine in Coca-Cola. That's where, where it got the name Coke, you know? I mean, all the things that they tell us, I feel like we are just one giant experiment to them. Well, you know, well, like after... Well, well, drinks used to originally start off as medicine, I mean, which is... And now we drink those, like, every day, which is... What medicine? Well, I mean, that was the original function. What was? Drinks. Soda bottle. Soda. Yeah. Oh, pop. Okay. As a means of, like, you know, Dr. Pepper and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, I, there's just so much that, and, and 
I mean, when you look at it in that the aspect, it's kind of weird you drink that every day. Like medicine? Like medicine. Like you're just... Well, you know, in the Bible, it tells you to have a little wine. It'll help. It's an ailment. You know, it'll help your ailments. Um, like an upset stomach. It, it tells you right there from probably the fermentation from the wine, you know, but it says do not get drunk off of it. And overseas, like they like pop was not it's not a, a big, huge thing. And it's sold by the leader. Mm-hmm. So it's like a tenth of what our actual size is over here, like a regular size. And everybody over there is mostly drinking water. Didn't you wine. say they sold wine with kids' meals? Yeah. You buy a beer. Yeah, there was like everywhere you can go get a, an alcohol. And they would beverage. give it to children? No, they give it to children of 12 years old, 16 years old, I think, is a drinking age for a lot of places over there. But they're, like their consumption of alcohol are more realistic to it. I mean, it's it's a natural everyday part of life to over there to have a alcoholic beverage at some point in time. No, yeah. Mostly wine in certain places. Yeah, well, I... You know, I really don't that's think that's wine. That point in time, I mean, well, that's exactly it. And that's what, literally what the Bible tells you is that if you drink wine for your upset stomach. But you get like a hypochondriac person. Like, oh, okay. If somebody drinking wine, they're going to get intoxicated. Where no, Well, yeah, if you drink a whole bottle, of course. Well, they look at it like from the adverse side. Like, like it's it's kind of like a military mentality where you're, um, you're just pun- pun- punishing everybody. Well, yeah, because one person can't handle themselves, so ruin it for everybody yep, else. But yeah, you know, it's sad the way that, you know, less government interference. You just, oh, they drive me crazy. I don't know. I just see so much crazy stuff, and it's like all these things that the government tells us, oh, this is safe and that's safe and yada, yada, yada. And then 10 years later, you find out, oh, you know, yeah, that wasn't safe. No, you shouldn't smoke when you're pregnant. No, well, you shouldn't, you know, get drunk when you're pregnant because, you know, that's actually really bad for you. Well, I mean, at that point in time, you already hit like a defeatist mindset because everybody always based the benchmark of what was safe and what was not safe off the FDA. And that was like, right. that was a generational thing at some point in time. I mean, prior to whatever it was, it was inducted and created. There was no FDA. I mean, you were just kind of on the willy nilly and figuring stuff out on your own. Where the where the mouse, you know, one of those relatively things. I don't think you should necessarily need somebody to uh, tell you if something's right or wrong, especially if it's not like a widely assessed view. So, right. like a lot of stuff that they approve and they say is, is safe for you, and certain levels, you know, places in Europe and other places don't. They're like, are you crazy? We don't consume that. Well, like you, you know, if you go to Germany, um, I'm always on the Aldi Facebook yeah. pages, you know, and they show the the kind of groceries that they sell in their grocery store, and then they have the American aisle, yeah. and it's all junk. But you see, even like the children, like the schools, the lunches that these kids are given, it's all fresh food, fresh vegetables, and the slop that they give our kids, it's really disgusting. You know, it's like. I, I don't understand. Like, wh- why are we so different? We do everything different. You know, of course we want to be different. You know, we don't measure like everybody, we do inches and it's like everybody else does the metric system. It's like, what the heck, you know, but our food really is a big thing and people will come here and I'll watch like videos, you know, people from England will try our food and they're like, this is garbage. You know, like these drinks are disgusting. Like, how do you guys eat and drink this? And for us, it's just normal, yeah. you know? Um, and, a lot of countries, you know, like that's why they're not overweight mm-hmm. like we are. Uh, they don't have, you know, what's the number one killer in the United States? Heart disease, yeah. you know, because of the way that we eat and the junk that they put in our food. And, you know, a lot of us truly are waking up to it now. But, 
you know, I remember when I was younger, fast food was not as popular, I guess, as it is today. But it's just like, there's a fast food restaurant, five of them on every corner. Yeah, yeah. there's a levels to like fast food. Like overseas fast food is a different beast. It's like actual tangible food. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> not saying great is for you, but it's like it. You know, burger like a burger is actually meat, some kind of meat. It might right. be cow, but it's, it's it's some kind. Yeah. What and what are they putting in ours? Crickets. Soy, you know, like what in the world? Um, yeah, and like Ryan said, Michael <laughs> Michael Obama did the school lunch campaign. Oh, yeah, they did so great with that. You know, it's like, what? And I don't know. I just, I don't get it. And so many people are so oblivious to everything. And explain to me why you can go to McDonald's and get, like, a cheeseburger. I don't even know how much I haven't been to McDonald's. Oh, we've always so had long. discussion at that. For a dollar something, and then a salad is like eight dollars. Because you have to think about where that 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 McDouble came from. Like it's not it's not McGrill. <laughs> I don't want to think. It's about not where McGrill. No, no. Well, it's like you know, in order to get like a piece of fresh fruit, it's grown and it's actually plucked and it's it's mm-hmm. it, it's it's sent to you know to market. Uh, whereas like a Big Mac is like a consumption of of nothing like of garbage sodium and who really knows what else yeah the shelf life there was i remember seeing a couple years ago somebody had done an experiment where they left mcdonald's cheeseburger out from like the 1990s and it's still yes like what imagine so it hasn't broken down yet Imagine, imagine what it's doing in your body. Your it. It's like, oh. like you're like you're getting no nutritional value at all. Like you're oh it's pulling just fats off of it. Yes, yes. And we did dissecting the other day with the kids for you know homeschooling. Yeah, dissect the Big Mac. <laughs> no, I don't want to dissect the Big Mac. But we learned about like the liver and the gallbladder and what you know all these organs and everything do. And you know, it's just like like imagine this stuff like literally just sitting there. Like oh, it never well, think about, like, goes right, away. I think about it from a you know thousands of years of eating uh not not processed food but like food food that you call whether whatever the means were mm-hmm. you know at worst case scenario you had like a sack of beans uh that had been dried out mm-hmm. sort of like so that was kind of a new process but everything was kind of relatively fresh right. to some extent um and or it, it was actual you knew like hey if it was dried like uh salmon or uh, like beef jerky you knew yeah. it actually came from something that you right. you know you caught or killed, and then the industrial revolution happened, and like your body's like like going through a, a like a massive change, you know, thousands of years of the body, you know, the human body doing what it's meant to do, process uh, food, and now it's right. being shoveled in. Like it's like salt, what is going on? What it's is like happening? Sawdust and and all this other yes. stuff, and your body is not knowing what to pro- what or how to process, and you're throwing it down, and they're like, oh. Well, you know, why Why do we have so many health, like, you know, gut problems, health problems? Why is inflammation through the roof? Yes. It's because your body is freaking out. Like, it's still in the early, you know, fetus phase. It doesn't know what the heck any of this stuff is. Yes. And it's the, like, the high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, that's yeah. another thing. You know, and, and all of the bioengineered stuff, we don't, it doesn't tell us what's bioengineered. I'm assuming most of it's the corn and the soy. But we don't know. Well, it's like the comedian was saying. He's like, you know, he's like, you, you got to get on like the American level. 
it's like every other country, like they're, they're fighting to stay alive. You know, they're barely feeding. <laughs> that's, that's like, uh, he's like, we don't have the hunger games over here. It's just like, every, this is what we call a day in the life <laughs> yes. of. He's like, we're dying fat and happy over here. And the whole rest of the world is looking at us like, what? You big doing? fat slobs. Like, what is wrong with you? How can you eat they're that like, garbage? What's they're like, they're so, and then everybody's getting so offended. They're like, oh, you know, people are just so are dying over there. This is such a travesty. Can I get two number threes? And right. then, with the Diet <laughs> Coke. With the Diet Coke. <laughs> yes. Because that's going to solve everything, too, you know? Or, you know, let me contribute my $2 every time I go to a supermarket, you know, to help starvation out when that company is using it for a tax write off. Oh, exactly. And that's not going to anybody who's starving. You know? Know, it's like, you know, like they get out of a dollar, you get 13 cents going to the actual calls because right. you got administrative costs. And, yeah. Yeah. And then, I don't know if you saw, the Pentagon is now claiming that seven-year-olds can consent to puberty blockers. Seven years old. Did you see that? Okay. Literally, it says, so the Pentagon doctors claim that seven-year-olds are capable of making decisions to be injected with puberty-blocking drugs and cross-sex hormones. Well, Healthcare providers connected with the Department of Defense argued in favor of the so-called gender-affirming model of care for children with gender dysphoria. Like, look, you, you said, you said department of defense right. uh, and Pentagon and, mm -hmm. and doctors. Now, let me tell you, when you go into MEPS and you're sitting What's there, and I said, when you go into the military entry and entry processing uh, system, uh, that's where you go when you want to join the military and they go through all the series of tests. And so they do a physical, they do everything. You get, although you get the whole kit and caboodle. Okay, we don't need to go into detail. Yeah, but there. like when you got like an 80, 90 year old man that's sitting there in a room, like three of them sitting there and they're talking about, all right, you got to strip down to your pants and, and you know, do all these, you know, do a duck walk, <laughs> uh, you, you know, and, and nothing <laughs> uh, just to watch the muscular structure to make sure. Like, come on now. I don't trust anything they say. It's, it's, no. it's like it, it, one, one. Like, then this is just, this is not right. And I was like, nope. Bunch of grown ass men over here just wilding away. And oh, man. You know, that's another thing, the military. So they're pushing, you know, these vaxes on, on all of the people that are in there. And they can't even get people to sign up now. They don't have enough people. No. So it's a, it's a, so what's crazy is like there was a dude that did a TED talk. He was, well, I don't say it's a dude, but he was a three star general who was talking about um, like the, the, readiness and effectiveness of the United States military was in peril and like all the red flags were up because the bone density was like the original problem. So from like 2007 to 2008, they saw like a sharp increase as far as like physical, uh, like injuries in like the soldiers, the soldiers who had not even entered the army yet, they were in the basic training phase. Oh. So they, these are like, Did they get hurt during basic. Yeah. So what he did is he came into Fort Jackson, as a uh, you know a three star, and he was trying to figure out what's going on in the program, and just army in general. So he was saying that uh, they had a seventy three percent increase. I think is what it was. Don't quote me on the actual percentage, but it was high. It was over. It was, it was at least over fifty percent um, increase in for like uh, two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollar femur breaks. That's what oh he was gosh. talking about. So you know the one of the, the most distraught. You know, and it was based off of bone density, and they based it off of uh, uh, everybody on a generational instance that was born in 90, uh, 94, 94 and up. Um, 
that their bone density had went severely down compared to other generations. From the food? From a variance of everything, from food to the playing play activities. So the introduction of electronic equipment had and no exercise. exercise had systematically decreased bone density. So whereas they were having to bring in, like, so he had to develop with physical trainers and all these other fleets to assign like, uh, like pretty much CrossFit instructors and physical therapists at every unit in order to ensure that these people they're building up. They, so they had to build up bone density. And how do you do that? Just through hard pay play, like jarring, like, you know, being on monkey bars and then right. falling down your bones, get little small, tiny stress fractures and, as long as the stretch fracture is not too bad, whenever a bone heals, it heals better than what it's stronger than what it was before. So you get all these small little stretch like fractures throughout, all throughout your whole body. Us playing outside, and you're 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 not Wolverine, but you're a lot more Wolverine than the uh, the current generation. Um, and they didn't have it. And like, just think about this: like, if the United States Army is bringing these people in, they're in the process of of getting trained. This this person gets a total disqualification, so they're rendered twenty uh, over twenty. So they, they fall in that seven, you know, seventy five to seventy percent. Um, on ready, they can't they can't do the job. So now you have a two hundred fifty thousand. It's like having buying a Lamborghini with no engine, and it just sits on your parking lot the whole time. So mm. now you have now they enter from the active army over to the VA side, and now they're getting a you got nothing out of them. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, but he was talking about like we got to get ahead of this and all this other stuff, you know, because our talent pool, which only consisted of, he said, right, roughly around three, three uh, percent, was down to to like below one percent in regards of actual uh, applicable candidates. And, and then out of how many of those are transgender? I mean, you have to think about like, oh my gosh. like that talent pool is dispersed through all all, all faucets of of that. So as as that happens, your big army gets smaller as far as uh, better qualified than all your special forces guys. And they're taking a de uh, degradation as far as candidates going because, you know, they, you know, a lot of those guys are following the same reign. I mean, I don't know how many SF guys you see nowadays that have, like play video games fucking full time. And, you know, <laughs> nothing against it, but it's like a different mentality than as of the old. Well, yeah. I mean, look at the generation. Look at TikTok. You know, kids are so obsessed with TikTok, and that's all they well, do. Just think about it, like you know, the the how normal a war is nowadays. Whenever somebody's watching it on on, on online, there's no physical connection to it. It's just like, oh, it's like watching a movie. Oh, uh, this is really happening in real life, and you're technically like desensitized. You're, you're desensitized to it. Like we're back in the day, you know, whenever these actions were taking place, people were fear, fear it was a fearful action or. Uh, they were really motivated by it. Nowadays, people just see it in there. So I remember like whenever they used to come out with the beheading videos back in the day. Oh, gosh. And like it was like the most terrible thing and nobody wanted to watch them. And nowadays, it's like, you know, it, it's kind of hilarious because you're watching like if you're doing the whole Russia thing, uh, Russia, Ukraine, they're flying drunk, popping these little bombs off. And you're seeing a poof of smoke. And people are just associating it with like Call of Duty or whatever the fad game is at the time. Not knowing that that's a loss of a human life, whether you'd like the person or not. Right. That's, you know, that person's no longer breathing. They probably went through like severe pain, you know, if they, if they, if they ended, didn't end up dying, you know. So, and people don't associate that. But then, like, they'll see something that uh, that's triggers, you know, another emotion. Like, and now they're, they're not associating it with uh, 
humanity. They're not, they're associating it by region. Like, okay, well, if, it, if this happens to this group of people, it's fine because they're, right. they're a bad group of people. Like Russia. If it yeah. happens to Russians, no, nobody cares. When it, which in actuality, if you're just a, a normal, decent human being, you should be like, this That's is terrible. terrible. Yeah. Like right. this shouldn't happen on any level, no matter who you are, you know, and, and people don't see it that way. They're just like, rah, 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 rah. Well, look at the media, you know, look at our government. They, they tell us who's the good guys and who's the bad guys. And, you know, it's like, oh, Russia's terrible. Putin's going to start World War III, but we're going to keep poking that bear and we're going to keep, you know, like flying that drone over there, you know? And what did you say? We've got over 700. um, It's like 743, like locate, like paid bases. Like, so like we have the most diverse uh, reach on paper. I mean, we are, we've already had other discussions about this, like, uh, that what you know, what they feed you, and what they right. let you know, and that's on paper. You know, seven hundred forty-three that you love worldwide. The worldwide bases, United like, States think, bases. Yeah, and I think out of after that, it's like another country. I think is maybe United Kingdom or somebody else that has like three hundred forty-seven. So we have like over double. So we're literally we're Big Brother. We're we're watching over everybody over. You know, we talk about the one world government and the one world order. You know, it's like that's What's us. Like, we are that. You know, and, we just want... we're sitting over here freaking out about balloons flying overhead. Rice which, balls. Which, which there's nothing to spite at, right? But just, just think about how many predator drones we have up in the air right now, overseas, mm-hmm. and that the we don't sea. even know about. Oh, there's there's no way of keeping it. Like mm-hmm. you, there's not an air tag. Everybody's like, oh, there's got to be an air tag on everything. You can bust your bubble, but there's not an air tag on something if they don't want you to know it. Right. And, if, and there's no call sign for a ship that's out the sea. If you don't know that ship's out there and there's nothing, nothing to detect that ship out there. Uh, so you can get, get that fairy tale shit out of the way. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. Like <laughs> yeah, they you know, tell us everything. Yeah. They would never lie to us. It's our government. They're not going to lie. No, us. just trust us. Yeah. We know it's but that doesn't pay, like people like, like do I disown America by not by any means? No, but, really, but see, that's the thing. We, we are America right. just like we are the church. You know, our government is not a part of us, but you know, I used to always wonder why does everybody hate us? Why does everybody hate well, you the find United out States? Quick overseas, they'll tell you. <laughs> they, don't, they don't hold nothing back. They'll they'll let you know. <laughs> well, yeah, because they don't have you know politically correct BS over there. You know, they'll they tell you how it is. But you know, like you said, we have all these bases everywhere, and we're watching everybody. We're watching everybody's moves, and we're dictating what they can and cannot do. Like, who do we think we are to tell another country? Not that I agree with stuff that's going on in in all these countries, especially like, you know, the third world. But that's the thing. You can have a disagreement of it, but that doesn't mean you have to show your influence. But in the same sense, like I think everybody should have like a moral compass that that kind of somewhat aligns as a a human, you know, basic human rights as far as like everybody's entitled to, you know, food, water, uh, a a voice of of speech. You know, you shouldn't be ever being any part of the world where you can't say, you know, certain words. Or, right. you know, or or being a certain part of the country where a child is not a child, right? Of course, a child is a child. You know, and no matter I mean, everything in the Bible tells you. You know, you don't you don't hurt the children; you protect the children. Yeah. And men should be. All as humans get up, get on board about, or at least you'd hope we we uh, we would. Um. And those are things that are worth arguing and fighting and talking about. Of course. But like hating, trying to make everybody the carbon print of the, the Western, States. you know, the United States. Right. Uh, it is, it's a, 
you know, some people will argue this, but like to me, it's just a, a capitalistic mentality at that point in time. And of course, uh, because if everybody's like you, everybody like if everybody likes the same fast food that we like over here, that's actually an expansion of you know capitalism. You, you can pedal the stuff here, you can pedal it anywhere, and. and and that's, those are the things you got to be looking at. And like the world. Right, we're machine. trying to change everybody's culture. That's yeah. just it. We don't have a culture in the United States. Which we're is a the, young country. I mean, if you look at it, it's it's on par with what the Romans did for like the longest time. Of it's course. like speak our language, uh, right. you know, use our currency. Yeah, I always thought that was so odd. Like, why do all these foreign countries, like, why is that like taught in their schools? Why English, you know? Because it's, the, you know, the land, like literally the land of the of opportunity. No. And that's what I used to think, but I don't think so. If well, no, I'm just saying like that's, that's, that that's was their the excuse. symbolism is just that, that. But you're assimilating everybody to to being like us, right? Because if we we have severe influence over everybody, and that's just the, the ugly truth. Whether you know it's a good thing, it's a bad thing, it's indifferent. I'm not gonna sit here and argue about it. Some places in the world, it might be a good thing. You know, there might be some silvery there, but. Um, a lot of places it's just to keep an eye on everybody and make oh, sure that course. everybody's doing the, you know doing what they're doing doing what i mean we, we, we talk about fearing the, the you know the chinese people so much but the chinese can't operate in in, in their space their 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 corporations they don't literally have the all fleet. we would have to do is cut off the food to them you know because you starve them out of the bearing bearing sea and like you cut off if you we have the largest naval fleet of anybody Nobody even and with carriers that can, you know, move whole brigades of planes. Uh, you know, you could get a show of force, you know, two or three uh, naval ships going out to, you know, the Pacific Ocean. And you could have a show of force flying over, you know, overhead. And that's all we have to do is flex those wings. And they're yeah. like, oh, oh, back up, everybody back up. Here comes Big Brother. Yeah. And it's really sad because... You know, you think about it, we, you know, like you, you deployed to Iraq and, you know, you went into somebody else's country and you were doing what you thought was the right thing to do, you know, and you see, you got to experience that. You got to see the way that other people live. And, and it's just like, you, you kind of eventually chalk it up like you're not in control at that point in time. There's right. nothing, that, nothing that's dictating your, your, your day-to-day -day operations, right? If the logical mind would say, okay, we're in a hostile area. We're just going to stay inside where everything's safe. <laughs> I mean, that's what, as a human, you're like, hey, I'm going to stay in here. Everybody's on the outside. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out. And then like, now it's like somebody that's not going out or they'll, they'll go out afterwards. They'll make their appearance afterwards. It's saying, okay, well, this, this is a key area of interest. And we're, we're willingly going to allocate, you know, hundred guys to go over there and, and take care of this and then you you use a hundred guys you just you're you're like indentured service at that point in time you're like you wake up you have food you get all hyped up you're, you're joking around a lot of tests aren't strong flowing with your buddies and then it's like okay here's what you're going to do today like there's no option it's not like i can call in sick and be like oh my <laughs> stomach's not feeling great today <laughs> like no it doesn't work that way and uh, and that's just the way it is and and then you go through and it becomes a more of a mentality of like making sure everybody's playing it's like it's like playing a, a role-playing game like with your your friends like you got both are playing mario and you all could be mario characters make sure everybody's jumping the same jump everybody's you know ducking nobody's getting hit by a turtle that kind of thing <laughs> no turtle shells no turtle shells and just had you know enjoying the moments and you're kind of embracing that okay this is an experience you're all 
And, but think about it though. So you're literally you're over there. You're fighting the the rich man's war. And you're right? in the rah rah rah. And like I told you, how many times we would stop movement? They were like, "Are right, you get like radio chatter? Okay, stop movement." Everything that was going on that was so important and you had to plan so much and now like they're pulling QRF to go sit at oil fields because they're getting smaller and fires. And protect the oil. Always. Protect that oil. It's, well, it's like, you know, it, it's, it, when you talk to the, like when you're sitting in the, those war rooms and stuff like that and they're talking about, oh, you know, there's nine different uh, entities that live within inside this, this, this city. And if, if the oil goes down, they don't have money. And like that's gonna cause an all-out war. Like that's like a ticking time bomb. Like you know, prayer air Arabic prayer jams going off oh, all no. over the place. And then you know, no, it's, it, it's the first and the fifteenth, and you ain't got my money. Uh, and everybody, and you know, the, the prayer jams don't come on anymore. And then you start hearing explosions and stuff like that. Um, I mean, imagine living in a world like that, though. You know, it's like we we as Americans, we truly are blessed, and we are very very lucky to live the life that we live. Yeah, but it's yeah. like harsh reality. It's like the it's easy to stay under the blanket and just kind of like hold the flashlight and do like scary figures and joke about it's another thing to take the blanket off and look outside and see what's going on right. and a realization of uh, of the the turmoil and chaos that go on and that by any mean no means degrades anybody's experience through life right it's just taking in consideration the variables to which you're exposed to yes you could be living in a very crappy place uh you know but most likely you got some form of water, running water and electricity. Well, we talk about even like the poorest people in the United States. Don't equate to off. some places I've been to where the, 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 the people of wealth are like, um, it's the, there's a, like here the, the lines are somewhat blurred. Like somebody can pretend to look, you know, important or rich, you know, pay and get the, you know, the, the car and then have the house. But then financially be struggling, like yeah. not paying, making their bills. Your house poor. Your yeah. house poor, yeah. Right. <laughs> Over there, there's no house poor. It's like either you got money, or you you're you're living like, you know, there's there's a couple so there's of compounds. So there's rich and there's poor. Yeah, there's a there's a vast diversity right there. And then you know, uh, and that's just when you go outside the footprint. But like when you go into cities, there's there's like a whole ecosystem inside there, you know, where where like. If you're a vendor, like, you know, if you sell a good and a commodity at the bazaar, you got to be there every day in order to make right. your, your end to meet. There's no sick days. Because you're not going to, like, if you don't make a sale, like, you're not guaranteed to sell every day. You know, these people are spending their money, you know, they they, they work very hard and diligently. You know, you, you don't have a wealthy businessman rolling through the bazaar, you know, picking up 15 CDs. You got somebody Rick. who's been, you know. You got Rick. Rick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Uh, just going through and you know plucking out and and that's a, that's a real life realization. That's somebody who like in my eyes has got uh, you know easier to a certain extent. Whereas you know somebody over here is like my my life is so horrible and all this other stuff. And yeah, you're you it might be uh, like you're not enjoying the experience you're having at that point in time. But those external variables like you know are not coming. You don't have to worry about you know shooting and and bombs and explosions and that's not a normal day part of life you know maybe shooting all right if you live in a rut like you know a certain part of the city mm -hmm. um but like having explosions <laughs> is not a normal thing that could occur over here that's what i'm saying our children you know the way that we classify poor you know we we put monetary value on things and you know it's like some of these people may not have a nickel to their name 
but they're happy. They're with their family and they're living on the land and they're doing what they can. How many people do we know here that, you know, look at all the movie stars and football players and, you know, whatever. They've got all this money and they're still not happy. They're depressed and, you know, they're on suicide watch or, you know, whatever. And like Remnant said, poor Americans can be overweight, poor Africans not so much. Yeah, poor know? Africans have a, you know, um, they have those pot bellies from you oh, know where they. I hate seeing those pictures. Like, and you know, God never intended the world to be like that. He uh, gave us everything that we need so that no child and, should ever look like that. And he got you know Bill Gates treating it like it's the Indians, like an Indian reservation. Yeah. You know, like how, how like if they get pregnant over there and they have like an abortion, they you know, they dippity snip, they you know they can become. Uh, not fertile and you know sterilize them yeah. that's exactly what they do so I, there was a documentary and it's and called can, strings attached or no strings attached and it was about this african doctor and she's talking about how bill gates came in with canada and the uk and they were all pushing these um abortions on these young girls and over there if you have that if your family finds out you have an abortion <laughs> they'll disown you you know and so a lot of these women were young girls were getting pregnant and they were having these abortions and um, they ended up like, you know, botching it. And a lot of these women would get really sick or they would die or they would become sterile and um, no man would marry them. Yeah. So their family would disown them, you know, and it's like Bill Gates is pushing all this with, you know, the powers that be and they're going and that's what I'm saying. We invade all these other countries and we push our ideals on them. You know, we've got uh, in Chicago, I can tell you, I don't know how many um Planned Parenthood clinics on the corner, and they're pushing these young girls to go get these abortions. Well, I mean, think about like, like somewhere like Africa, and like everybody can sit here and say that, oh, this is terrible, but everybody has a cell phone in their pocket, and everybody has to come to the realization that at some point, some form of slavery helped contribute to that electronic oh, yeah, device. That you for have, sure. Everything they, you know, those Nikes, so, those Air Jordans you got on, sweatshop. Yeah. And it's like, you, you, like, does that make it right? Does it make no. it wrong? No, I, I'm not here to say. But you have to, to really take into consideration, like we're a major consumer, we consume a lot, and, yeah. and China, China's called onto that byproduct. It's like if you got a market, sell to it, and that's why you see, like, if you watch some of those YouTubers that like, walk around and they they actually live in like Africa. They don't do like the hotel experience. They live with like, like amongst the people and and just kind of get the experience. Like they're usually like linguists and stuff, and they know the language. And, but they'll walk around and the amount, the massive amount of like Chinese companies are in there they're exporting stuff out and he's like you can't people are bitching and griping about like china they're like oh my god it's, they're doing terrible things but they're just playing to consumerism at that point in time people want more i mean there's no need to technically from a technological standpoint that you need a new phone every year no and they push it they make yeah. it where your phones break so that they not, do not push granted, it. I, you know i'm in that, that sector so i can sit here and argue all days as far as like security updates and stuff but at that point in time advancement in technology are not leaps and bounds you're buying like a it's like buying the same pair of nike but just a different color that maybe a, a you know better stitching every every right. once in a while but nothing that's really standing out nothing that's really creating any kind of life changing and then and technically you know there's one indian lady who was making a speech um, about it and she was talking about like on like a global board as far as why children don't need cell phones um, because learning is, is supposed to be taking place, uh, you know, right. a phone, you know, it's a distraction, it's a distraction. It's, it's a portable computer <clears throat> and at its earlier stage, it was just a flip phone and had a camera and, mostly, and I think my dad just got rid of his flip phone like two years ago. But I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, if you need to communicate just with somebody, uh, 
you know, you're, you're never disconnected. Right. You're always connected no matter where and it's you always are. A, it's always a visual distraction. And I think a lot of the stuff that we've done nowadays, it's not, you know, kids, you know, ADHD is on like the rise about everything. It's because there's, there's too many distractions that are occurring right. and normal, normal habits and behaviors that have been put in place. We can't kids, focus on one thing. Kids can't even play nowadays because like when you go somewhere, they like, you go to a park and stuff. Though their kids will bring their iPads out and mm -hmm. or, at if, a park. Or, or at a park or if they go to school, like sometimes they'll have it. There's always that interruption, that distraction. I can't tell you how many times I take the kids to the park, right? And I'll see like a young girl or even a, a young boy sitting on the swing. And, and when I say young, I mean like maybe 10 or 11 swinging on a swing with an electronic in their hand with their phone in their hand and, and the I'm parents like, like not like engaging like they're saying. not playing they're not using their imagination like well, my the, kids it also run goes wild. into that that like the whole bonusing thing like there's no there's right. your body's not being stressed you're you're always in a a, a temperament of like oh and if, if any physical physical engagement is going on nowadays i'm not like back in the day it's not knocking anybody that's been born recently but like some of these kids like they look like the wind could just blow them over right. or like there, there's no strength capacity right. uh, look at my uh, olivia okay yeah. she this girl i don't know where she gets it she does not get it from me she has got the most amazing upper body strength i've ever seen she will climb in the hallway like in the doorway she will use her feet like a monkey and climb up to our ceiling and i'm just like oh you're gonna fall but the way that she she um, is able to maneuver like the monkey bars and things like that, like she is so strong, you know, and she'll lift my oldest. He's just turned 13 and she's 10. She'll lift him up and carry him around like it's nothing. I'm like, this is like Hulk, like <laughs> she Hulk, you know, <laughs> but it's because our kids do play like that. You know, they I remember when I was younger, I would go ride my bike. I was a tomboy. You know, I had my bike and I'd be playing and jumping curbs and, you know, doing all the fun things. And um, like, yeah, I like to play with baby dolls or Barbies once in a while, but I like Ninja Turtles and G.I. Joes. And, you know, like I was out there always playing. I don't I can remember in the summertime, my dad would whistle for us when the streetlights came on time to come home. But we'd be gone all day playing just outside. And we had Nintendo. We had Super Nintendo. You know, my yeah. friend Pablo, he had Sega and we'd play like for 30 minutes. Like, oh, let's go play outside. I'd yeah. rather be outside. But like, just think about it. Like, I was having like a discussion with a friend the other day and we were talking about the the fragility of, of the American and the Canadian and, you know, uh, the basic life necessity skills of being able to like survive. Like people panic like now when electricity goes out, right? Because it's this great thing, day-to-day -day operation. About like three, four hundred years ago, mm -hmm. electricity wasn't a thing, and people survived just fine. Right and nowadays, people freak out over the things, and it's like, at what point in time did you disconnect and just think that, that you know that's not going to be a thing? Like, you know, like here, like if there was ever a natural disaster, yeah, you could stay here for shelter, but you know, water just doesn't pop out of you know right. that. Where it's, are you going to get your water? Fun, you know, and, and electricity is not that. And, uh, how do you heat yourself? Like right. we have a heating source, and we got the the stove upstairs now. Right. And I've got how many candles? I can't even yeah. count how many I have. Um, Enough I, for me to knock over. Uh, <laughs> Let's open it. Uh, but like these are like basic skills, right? Um, well, like the other day, I, I, I told the kids we were doing the you know dissecting of the body, and they didn't know what the gallbladder was. And we have all these different science books, and they couldn't see it. 
like they couldn't find the answer. So Olivia's like, mom, just ask Google. And I'm like, no, we're not asking Google. What happens when we don't have Google to ask? Um, And so we brought out the kids dictionary and were able to find it in there. But, you know, showing them those kinds of things, because there could come a day. I mean, just think about it, like the differential, though, right? Somewhere like here where they, you know, the poor is more, poor people are at an advantage to some extent, not the ones in the city, but like the ones out, out in the boondocks, because they're, they're surviving right now right. by different means and mm-hmm. different methods that are, are not conventional uh, in that instance. And then you, you look over like somewhere like China and you got like five-year-old kids cooking dinner outside. Yes, with that like- video I showed the kids, there's this little Asian kid, I, don't, I think he's like probably about four Chinese, years old, five four or five years old. He's dressed up. He's got this little beanie on. He's all, it's cold outside. And he starts this little fire like on these stones and he's got this old pot, whatever wok that he was cooking on. And he was over there frying eggs and baking bread on this thing. And I'm like, I just learned how to bake bread a couple years ago. And this kid is like four or five years old, like schooling me. I'm like, wow. You know, that's a life necessity. That's a tool. Like that's that's a basic function. It's like when a calf is born, like he knows where he gets up walking. walking. He gets up walking and he gets, you know, he goes to his first food source, which is his mother. And eventually he learns like, okay, grass. He doesn't freak out and say, oh shit, there's no grass in the the dirt anymore. I got, I got to go to the supermarket. No, he moves to a different place, you know, and it does what he needs to do. And, and people here is like, oh my God, we didn't have toilet paper for that. That that was the biggest shit storm. Excuse my language, language. but you know, no pun intended there. But you know, it's like, I don't know these kids. They just really, they don't have that logical thinking. And that's, you know, I was talking about homeschooling, like our kids were teaching them how to okay if this doesn't work what do you do next like i use that you know it's like logical processing and like yes. you know you're compartmentalizing and basic stuff and you're, you're laying it out in your mind and you're coming up with a solution that's how problems get solved not right. by throwing money at it money is a part of the of, of a solution sometimes it doesn't always have to be a part no. of the solution but in certain certain instances it's, it's a step you know uh it's like me sitting here complaining about oh oh no i have no money I don't know what to do and like throwing my hands up with the logical thing is like, okay, do I have a job? It's a job sufficing my, my lifestyle. Do I need to make cuts to my lifestyle? Do I need to size back my house? John G says, I'm an analog man. I love being old school. I still have paper maps in the truck and I pull over and use the map. A lot of these kids, yes, they're not going to know like, Oh no, we don't have Google to ask how to get somewhere. How are we going to get there? You know, like these are truly skills that we we always found it. Like the joking thing that's always in the military is like the lieutenants are always going to get you off. And no matter what branch, you know? (laughs) And if you think about like the, the hilarity and the irony of this is like, these are college students. These are people who have graduated out of a college. They have a whole Mm -hmm. full fledged degree, which is saying that I'm ready to tackle life. And they can't even navigate a compass and a map. Do you see? <laughs> and they can't even get from one place to the next. I remember oh, we, we, we were doing that training exercise at, uh, when we were at uh, that one uh, National Guard unit. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, we got this. And it was in the middle of the night. And we got off. And they had the map. <laughs> when we did the bird drop and everything was with, with the uh, shit nook. And, and we were just chilling there. And we couldn't say anything because we were playing the Iraqis. And I'm like. Uh, and my, one buddy, uh, uh, Mike was like, he's like, we, we were stuck at, we remember until we were way out in the woods. Yes. Like he went completely oh, yes. opposite. Like we could see the place, the objective of where we were. It was lit up like Fort Knox. The guy went the other direction <laughs> into the woods. 
And then my one buddy, like they, they, they were specific. They were like, do not talk to the National Guard unit. Like, don't, don't break character. Because you're supposed to be there, be like right? That. right? And then Mike was like, even the blanking, you know, Iraqis could, you know, know how to go to the objective. <laughs> and oh, like, man. you're out there for 45 minutes, but they didn't like, that's not a, a basic necessity. No. And I just picking on it like that. But those are, those people easily get picked on because you you have all this schooling and you're supposed to be, you know, making these vital decisions and the most humble instance is navigating land terrain and you can't even perform that function. And eventually, eventually they get it, right? right. They get taught and, and, you know, and, and, but it's why they get picked on so hard. And, and but like this generation is like, well, well if, if Google Maps didn't exist, you know, and you stick them outside, they will end up in, you know, Canada if they get right. along because they, I don't know if the power the power cord would stretch that long. That's so sad. Um, Lisa said, dealt with a 19-year-old girl today who didn't know what a dial tone is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's really sad. Like, my kids, they'll, when they um, will watch something on, you know, uh, whatever was it that we watched. Not, um, ads. Like yeah. They, they don't call them commercials. They call them ads. And, yes, technically they're advertisements. But it's just so funny because... You know, just the, the lingo that they have. And I'm just like, guys, these are commercials. These are <laughs> not ads. But, you know, it's a whole different generation. And like Matt and I, we're close to 40. And um, you know, we're kind of like in between. We like we were growing up with the start of the technology. You know, we went through, what did we have? Cassettes and, and we had um, DVDs and then we had I yeah, Walkman. Walkman. Yeah. yeah, you know, so it's like we we kind of navigated through was, technology from the, the start of bust in, in 80s, like when the, the whole big technology grab was 70s was technically when the, the immersion happened in like the business setting, but the mm. at home PC was like the late 80s. Mm. So you got that step from like all right, you had the, the cassette player and then you had the the, the discman and right. you would carry everybody Walkman. with you. Yeah. We had the Walkman, Walkman and the Discman. And the discman. And then, like, you know, the original, like, the you know, video games went from, like, a, an Atari, you know, Pong set. Like, a, you know, those old school TVs where I think it was Zenith had a Pong, uh, a Pong, like, a gaming console that was actually built into it and all this other stuff. And then you jumped into, like, you know, Atari and then, and then right. Nintendo. And then it was, like, a rapid progression, like, Nintendo and the Sega. And then now, now it went from, like, something you played at home that you can carry around. And then it went from that to, you know, kept evolving and different graphics right. and tv well like, that's what i'm saying look at how fast technology just look at like the, the we went from rabbit ears i, I remember yes. grabbing aluminum foil out of my grandma's we thing and wrapping them around, <laughs> wrapping around and my granny telling me to hit the side of the tv a little bit harder <laughs> i had my grandma had that zenith tv that was in the front room that remember that had like the wood and that thing was like 35 yes. years old it was older than me but, and it was still going yes. like my grandparents had already passed away and the TV was still alive. And I think it like died, like died out like three years afterwards. But yeah, I mean, things were built to last back then, you know, but, but we just see well, the evolution. That's, that's a failed business model at that point. Well, exactly. In a your... capitalistic society, you know, nothing is built to last. It's built to break. So you keep consuming, you know, we are consumers and, yeah. and that's what it's all about. But, um, you know, it's just like, I, I'm hoping that we raise our children where, you know, if the power goes out, what do we do first? They're going to know. They're not going to panic. You know, that's always the first thing we tell them. Don't panic if something goes wrong. You know, same thing if you're ever in an accident or, you know, something like that. Um, but it, these children are not being taught common sense. They're not being taught how to problem solve. And, uh, you know, it's kind of 
scary to think like what is really going to happen um you know when stuff hits the fan i don't know it's right so ferguson said my daughter just started driving and i told her to take me to the hardware store she asked me how to get there i asked her how many times have we gone there she told me i've never paid attention i said ditch the phone and be more observant yeah that's just it and you know i'm i'm guilty of that myself usually matt's driving and you know, we'll go somewhere and it's like, wait a minute, how did we get here already? Because, you know, we've got our, and I'm guilty of it. I've got my nose buried in my phone most of the time or in a book, uh, depending on where we're going and how long of a drive it is. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just truly pray for this generation and the generations after because um, we just see the, the decline of society and, you know, AI has kind of taken over. So well, it's already past 11 and we have church in the morning, so I am going to go ahead and close this in prayer and I'll let everybody go to sleep because I'm sure you're all tired. But um, thank you all for joining us tonight. Uh, if you would, please just bow your heads. Uh, Heavenly Father, we just come to you humbly tonight and, and just truly thank you for this time, Lord, that we have to join together and in your name always, Lord. Um, we thank you for giving us the discernment that we have, Lord, and for bringing us all together as you have. Um, this family is just an amazing family. And, you know, we pray that when things do go awry, that we um, will be there to help those who are going to need us, Lord. Um, just like the story of Joseph, you, you know, prepared us for what's to come so that we can help others when, when that day does come, Lord. So please just, just pray that all of those who, who are not woke, up right now who are still asleep that they will wake up and they will see um, what's in front of them Lord I pray that um, you know, they'll have the discernment as we do to, to fight whatever's coming in and to know um, that things just are not right Lord um, we just pray that you continue giving us the courage and the strength to to help others and to just remember that we were all once asleep once upon a time as well and just to have a little patience with those around us. I know it's easier said than done, but <clears throat> we just have to remember that, you know, everybody's struggling and in their own time, they will come to you, Lord, those that are meant to. Um, we just ask that you help us plant the seeds, Lord, so that we can help bring others to you and be good disciples for you, Lord. Um, for those that are struggling uh, financially or mentally or physically, Lord, we ask that you just just heal them, uh, help them and heal them and let them feel your love and your grace as we have, Lord. Um, and for those that are seeking prayers, Lord, I, I just pray that their prayers be answered. Um, those that are, are just hurting um, family members that are sick or, or whatever it may be, Lord, you know their prayers. We just ask that you answer those prayers. Um, and we thank you truly for, for all of the many blessings that we have. Um, just be with us and guide us. And in your Son, Jesus Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, thank you all again for another great night. The time just always flies. You know, we could sit here and talk for 12 more hours on these kinds of things. But it really does. It does. This is so much fun. When I first started talking about doing a podcast, I was like, I can talk about but having Matt here with me, like I said, we go back and forth all the time about crazy things. We were talking about the, the Tartarians earlier today. Yeah. 
So we might have to do a show on that. If you don't know what those are, look them up. I ordered this book. I found, um, I got very lucky finding this book. There was only like 10,000 of these books and it's like uh, an atlas. And it's just filled with all of the maps that were ever compiled all throughout history that they were able to compile. And I think there's over 600 maps in there. And um, I'm waiting for it to be delivered. So I guess somewhere I had read that um, the Egyptian uh, pyramids were not there on some of the maps from the early 15 or 1600s. So I'm really um, curious to see what these maps all look like. So we'll have to share some of those uh, stories later. But um, really, thank you all again for joining us tonight and for those who will listen later on. Um, thank you truly for the support and for all the love. And I truly love you all. You're, you know, you're all just amazing family, you know, our Bards family and, and those who aren't a part of Bards, um, and that will listen to this, you know, thank you. Check out, you know, the Bards FM podcast with Scott Kesterson and Kilted Christian. And there's so many different, um, podcasts that everybody's starting up and they're just amazing, you know, so much information to be shared and, you know, if you ever have questions or you ever want to come on the show, we, you can email us at thecastinglotspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to have you on. If you've got topics you want to discuss or if you disagree with some of the things we talk about, come on. You know, that's what we're here for. That's what casting lots means. You know, we can we can agree to disagree and we can do it, you know, with respect for one another. And, um, you know, that's the only way we're ever going to get through this life. We're not all going to think the same. We're not all going to you know, believe the same beliefs and that's okay, you know, but just learning to, to, um, like I said earlier, have patience and respect for each other. That's really what matters. So, love thy neighbor. That's right. Love your neighbor. Even if they're crazy and they wear masks while they're driving in the car by themselves, Eat love them. No, love we them. don't do that. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> well, thank you all again so much. You all have a great night and I will see you next time. God bless. I'm sorry, but I don't want to be a, an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, black man, white. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful, but we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls, has barricaded the world with hate, has goose-stepped us into misery and bloodshed. We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. Our knowledge has made us cynical, our cleverness hard and unkind. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life will be violent and all will be lost. The aeroplane and the radio have brought us closer together. The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness in men, cries out for universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. Even now, my voice is reaching millions throughout the world, millions of despairing men, women and little children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. Those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass, and dictators die. 
and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men, with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines, you are not cattle, you are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate, only the unloved hate, the unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power. The power to create machines, the power to create happiness. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Then in the name of democracy, let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world decent world that will give men a chance to work, that will give youth a future and old age a security. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world, to do away with national barriers, to do away with greed, with hate and intolerance. Let us fight for a world of reason, a world where science and progress will lead to all men's happiness. Soldiers, in the name of democracy, let us all unite!